do it again. Well, I had to cut my finger, so that's probably why I'm afraid to snap. Oh, did you cut your finger? Let me try this in. That's better. Okay, why wouldn't you start with that hand? Are well, you I didn't okay? Think of it. I've, I mean, I rarely cut my finger. It's like once a, once a year at most. At Folks most. at home, <laughs> Stephen has cut his finger. Cut on what? My finger. Um, it's like a really, it's like very hard to explain, but like I was opening a door, my finger slid along the door and then it like caught the frame and I was like, Like a paper cut? (laughs) No, like a real cut. It was really, it was bad. And I like, I was so embarrassed because I was like, who does that? So like ran out and then I realized it was like gushing down my finger and I was like, I definitely, like, I hope no one gets murdered in that building because my DNA is all over it and I'm like. I'm going down for whatever crime. Wait, I actually think like this. I get really scared about that. Yeah, like I heard this one time where people are like, you know how in New York people will leave like free books outside? Yeah. Well, I like read this article one time that was talking about how people will do that to like catch your DNA and frame you for crimes. (gasps) Because you'll like pick up the book and look at it and put it back or something (laughs) So, you know, if you're you're going to take a book, just you have to take it. You can't, don't put it back. Uh, I browse. I'm a, I browse. It's not for browsing. It's, it's, I treat that like Barnes and Noble. I don't know how true it is. And like, I couldn't find that article again if, (laughs) if, if I was forced to, but I, I, it might have been a dream. Like, it might have been an article I read in a dream. So I don't even know if it's real. But just something to keep in mind. Just just like a little tip for y'all at home. Enjoy yeah. that. Because I mean, right. that's also what this movie is about. Like, you know, c- what crimes can you commit without going to jail? Without going to jail. And how best to disguise yourself while doing so. I <laughs> think some of the disguises in this movie were 10 yeah. out of 10. Yeah, I mean... I had never seen this movie before and you were like you were recommending it for weeks and I was like okay like let's try it and I was like I don't even think I need to watch the movie because I think I get it like I think I got I got what was gonna happen I think it's in the title easy and it does yeah but but the problem is is that like what we were promised which was violence we didn't really get we didn't get it no I wish they could have made it rated R and gone more violent okay I love that take because I'm Don't just... Don't you think that would have been better? Like more of like a Saw style, like... like <laughs> instead of blood. like Instead of dyeing someone's hair blue, like kind of... I don't know. Something something more violent, I think, could have been more interesting. I think I wanted to up the danger for sure. I, if we're going to go there with women hate women, like mm-hmm. let's just... Which they do. Let's take it the next step. <laughs> when was this movie made? Do you have a year written down? I don't. Was it like 2009? Um, I think it was like 2009 it came out. <sighs> oh my God. We Which have... is funny to me too because like the name Bride Wars, you know, like our, our country... <laughs> was at war and like <laughs> you know war was on the brain war was on the nation's brain and i think it was a way to get people get butts and seats you know is there's a, this a war sell. this there, people get war this is a war but Let's what we did in what, the title. i wish we got a war yeah yeah just anything more than yeah something more than what we got but this I mean, was insane. I never in my wildest dreams. I saw this movie once in 2009. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't remember if I liked it or hated it. I probably didn't like I it. I've seen it twice in 2023. 
I've seen and it before twice. Before we got on, we were talking about how many times we've both seen it. I've seen this movie three times now, twice for this pod, because we tried to do it two weeks ago. Yeah. Um, um, never, never did I imagine I would see this movie three times in my lifetime. Watching it the first time truly sucked all the energy I had in my body out of me. <laughs> and I was like a zombie for the rest of the day. And watching it this morning, I felt the same way, but it was kind of like... Um, it was more meditative the second time through for me, actually. It felt kind of good. Yeah. Watching it the second time, at least I was able to to say, it doesn't get better. And that's okay. Like, and that's okay. Just relax. Because the first time I kept thinking, oh, like, we're going to get to the big scene. Like, this is going to pick Where up. the ladies are fighting physically. And we get a little bit, but it's more like gymnastics practice. It wasn't it wasn't the like the war that I was promised in the title. I feel like at the time the trailer moments were better than the movie. Like I I remember them fighting in the church or whatever yeah. at the plaza. Well what's funny about the trailer is that they obviously people are always like, Oh, the trailer shows you everything. But the trailer here does show Shut you up. everything. It does show you everything. No, it it shows you does. all of the war. It's a 120-minute movie. We get all of it in the It's trailer. really short, which I did like. I love that it was so short. Oh, yes. Felt longer. Felt longer than that, though. Felt longer than 80. Felt, Felt longer than, than 80. And the pacing was so funny to me. I mean, we're like 15 minutes out from the end of the movie, and we're still not at the wedding. Get it's, to the wedding. Get to the wedding. Get to the... So I was, and that, my, when I watched it the first time, I was like, oh, wow, like, they must be saving something insane for, for the, the end. Way. Yeah. I mean, we're 15 minutes out. Like, it must be explosive. There must be, there's going to be bodies on the street. <laughs> <laughs> because that's how the movie will have to end, right? We're going to run out of time because people are going to be no longer with us. So. No longer with us. But no. Oh, I mean, one God. of the characters does leave, but. I don't know. We didn't care. I, was I didn't this, care. I was going to come in like kind of with a joke premise and just be like, this movie's perfect, but it has one problem. Chris Pratt. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I, I found him pretty sympathetic. And like, I thought what he was saying was making a lot of sense. I feel like it and came this, out of nowhere, though. He was well, like, enough. I was like, what have you seen so far? What has she done? Something that they do with the men in this movie, which is so funny to me, is that they like, instead of giving them any depth they just make them kind of like the moral compass of the movie where they're I always know, like shocking. they're always like calling each other and being like these women Nuts. i mean can you believe can you believe what these women are doing if only they would just relax and then you would think I this mean, is like a propaganda film for men like like pro right. men propaganda and this, yeah, was, but, this was written by women <laughs> It was written by women, but I bet in the similar way that like things are, you know, big tech, big pharma, like this was, I I wouldn't be surprised if there was some dark big bridal money in this movie because it kind of tricks you, right? It's like Mm -hmm. you go into it being like, oh my God, weddings are so silly. Like, I can't believe you go through all these hoops. But then when you watch it, you have this reaction where you're like, I could do that better. Mm -hmm. I could plan a better wedding. So it kind of tricks you, right? Mm-hmm. And you wouldn't even think that Big Bridal would be behind it. But 
I wouldn't be surprised if Big Bridal was lining Casey and June's... June's pockets. Pockets. We want the story, Casey and June. We really They're need you guys to step feasting off of forward. David's Bridal for the rest of their life. We, I'm sure maybe your NDA is about to expire. Like, please let us know what happened. Like, what studio had a gun to your head? Like, tell us. Yeah. <laughs> tell us the story. It wasn't Vera Wang. Oh, my God, no. Vera, you don't. There's no way Vera Wang could have consented to this that portrayal. line, right? I just was like, okay, either that's we've why come... I think David's bridal was behind it. I think so. I think like the diet industry. I think Weight Watchers is behind this movie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Another another lesson is don't get don't gain weight. Don't gain weight. I couldn't believe the messaging there, but I guess it was 2009, and I'm like, what? Yeah, but that oh. felt very 2004. That felt that felt 03-04. <laughs> You're right. dead on with that. I was like, that feels like 2004 diet culture, but okay. This movie feels like Casey and June wrote it in 03, and they couldn't get the funding till 09 from Mm -hmm. a studio. And then by 09, it was like, should we be doing this? And they're like, a movie finished is better than a movie sitting on the shelf. And then they said, we've got these two huge stars. Yeah. Kate Hudson, Anne Hathaway. Yeah, it took you a second for that second one. Bride Wars. Right. Bride Wars. What I remember be, what being could really be better? excited. What could what be better? Could be, I can't think of anything at the time. Yeah. I love it, Anne Hathaway. Loved too at the time. Obsessed. Yeah. But I also think like putting this in the context of the day of, you know, when it came out, again, this is also a time when the Learning Channel was pumping out wedding content as well. I was going to say of my your favorite, favorite shows. show. What is it? Four no, Weddings? Four Weddings. Four and weddings. that's what I kept saying. Like, this is Four Weddings, but it's not as good as one episode with people I've never heard of. I mean, Four mm-hmm. Weddings is fun. It's The premise is four people they've never met, but they live in the same town. And they go to each other's weddings and they rate their weddings based on dress, venue, food, food. and overall yeah. ambiance. This is the bitchiest show ever produced on television. <laughs> Yeah, but it's it's incredibly compelling, and you can't help but judge the weddings. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. everyone becomes an expert I... when they watch oh, that show. Everyone's everyone an expert. becomes an expert. <laughs> that's how I felt. It's like when you're watching a so, cooking show and you're like, "Too much, no." Right. Uh-uh. So I think it's inviting kind of that expertise that you would pick up from watching a show like Four Weddings or a show like Say Yes to the Dress, which also is kind of exploding onto the map. Pumping. At this oh, I used to marathon that every weekend. Right? It's Say incre- Yes to the Dress. Incredible. incredible content. And in a similar way with Top Model at the time, I mean, these women would walk out in the dress on that show and you would just go, ugh. Ew. <laughs> Ew. Oh, dress zero. <laughs> And what I think those shows really normalized was was being being able to tell a bride what they like or didn't like about their wedding, which is something I don't think we did before those shows. And like so since I, then, it's also like a no, no, no. It's like that was a really specific time in history and like right. reality TV history for us. Like, let me tell you what you did wrong on the most special day of your life. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, so we have, we, I've sort of outlined these two forces <laughs> colliding. So we have the Iraq war <laughs> colliding with TLC's burgeoning wedding content. And that's at the epicenter is Bride Wars. Yep. And if you haven't seen the movie, that's all you need to know. That's all you need to know. That's all. And it is short. And it's now on HBO Max. So oh, lucky us. I know. It flipped right over from freeze. If from... you have an activity that you need to get done around an hour and a half, throw it on in the background it works it it works as a radio show you don't need to actually watch the content 
I was going right? to say, you can actually catch every other line in this movie and it still works. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, you don't need to catch, you don't need re- responses. It's the opposite of reading between the lines. It's, it's, it's erase each Skipping. middle line. <laughs> Skip it around. Well, I you know what's you're... funny you say that is that this morning I put it on and for whatever reason, the speaker would not connect to the, um, big tech, baby. to the movie, big tech. And I kept, uh, I was so frustrated. I was so frustrated because I couldn't, I couldn't get the sound to work. And then I had a moment of peace and I realized I actually don't need the sound for this movie. Mm-mm. And I also don't need subtitles. Like I can just rewatch it. This movie now, is luckily, mine. Luckily, by the I way. turned the speaker off and I turned it back on, and then it worked. Oh, but, you troubleshooted. But, Got it. But I was content with watching it again without the audio. I felt the same way. I put it on in the background again last night. I said, you know, what? let me just like breeze through this. Um, I used the fifteen-second yeah. skip-ahead button a ton. <laughs> you know, when I didn't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was like, I got, I got it. Skip, skip, skip. <laughs> Chris Pratt's on screen. Skip, 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 skip. Skip, skip, skip. I will say that I will say that um, I, I I the one thing the one shining element of the movie is for sure Kristen Johnson as is Deb as Anne Hathaway's best friend yeah Deb <laughs> she honestly could have in the same way that Leah Remini deserved an Oscar for best supporting so. actress she yeah. I, I I would have no problems with her I loved at Deb. least being nominated at least being nominated yeah she deserved it. Oh my Something. god, she put the work in. She made so, Deb real. <laughs> she made Deb real, and I thought, oh, I would love to go to Deb's wedding. Oh my god, same. D- the level of gaslighting that Deb does in this movie, though, very triggering. <laughs> We're yeah. not friends, then why am I always doing you favors? <laughs> <laughs> that was really funny. <laughs> Anne's like, you don't do me any favors. This movie was truly bad shit crazy. I knew you were going to yeah. go the four weddings route with it. I- I'd like to also draw another parallel wow. with another film okay, of ours. try the wedding planner should have been j-lo mm, the wedding planner should have been j-lo i thought You're it could right. have been really cool in this movie okay don't just have two brides at war throw j-lo mm-hmm. in the mix as the wedding planner and have her pick sides yeah that's good have her play them off of each other harder because mm-hmm. that's what they needed they needed more what they uh, that's good is that they needed more of a go-between right they needed mm-hmm. a character in between that was sort of gaslighting both of them yeah and then, so that their behavior is kind of justified because i'm like why right are you because for for most of the movie the characters aren't speaking but yet they seem to be aware of what the other character is doing yeah and 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 we'll get we'll get into it but i feel like in both times that i watched this movie i I've, i must have missed the same scene because i'm still incredibly confused as to how they both had their wedding on the same day <laughs> How did that happen? The last we checked in with the explain. wedding planner, she, I was so, I, I still can't wrap my head around it, which, cause that seemed to be like the crux of the movie. I was just very confused it, by the that. The timeline of this movie is batshit crazy insane. Well, it's I, only I, three months. I know. Well, I want to agree with you first that they needed a go between and my favorite scenes, which we can get mm-hmm. into, were the ones up top where they're judging their friend's wedding. It's played, the woman's played by June. Jude yeah. and Raphael love her. I like the first scene. I like that scene. That was I good. love that scene because they're like, they're like, mm, food's okay. This is okay. This is fine. But it's not June at the Plaza. And it's like, yes, I want to see women judge other women's weddings. Like, that's where I live. But what I loved about the way they were judging her, June's wedding at the beginning was that what they weren't saying was just that 
our wedding, the my wedding will be nicer because it's more expensive. Because I have more money. <laughs> <laughs> like it wasn't like we're gonna do like the same cost, and I'm just gonna choose wiser. It was yeah, I'm no. just gonna spend more. Yeah, and I'm a lawyer. You're be, not. <laughs> and thus, it will be nicer. Which yeah. I love that mentality. That's like the undercurrent. I, hard of the to whole hard thing. to argue. Hard to argue. What are they? What are you gonna say? No, what it won't be say? nicer. It won't be nicer because you're going to spend more. I have wrong. more money to spend. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this movie was consistently trying to take the moral high ground. I love that ground. logic. Yeah. It was like co- constantly trying to take the moral high ground, which I got to hand it to them. They, the hoops they had to jump through to get that to work. It was yeah. like they had nothing bad to say about the wedding except that it wasn't June at the plaza. They right. had nothing. Which felt very kind of like strange, right? Because her name is June and she's not at the plaza. Nope. Nope. I don't know. Maybe there's nothing there. I feel like June and Casey (laughs) wrote this movie for themselves in the early 2000s. Right. Wouldn't you think that it probably would have worked better? Well, not... I mean, if... Okay. If it's the same script, I guess maybe it could have worked better if it was the two of them. But it felt like it was written for two people who had more of a bond, right? Yeah. Yeah. Not that I didn't believe the chemistry between Kate Hudson and Anne Hathaway. But from Jump, I was... You were just like, uh, these two would not be friends. No, they wouldn't be friends at all. You're correct. From Jump. <laughs> and this reminds me of all the stories I've got um, growing up of my mom, who mm-hmm. every every mom I know has a maid of honor they don't speak to anymore. <laughs> I, I don't know if this is like a phenomenon for you well, and your mom. I think it's like, it's a very specific point in your life, right? Yeah. It's friendship and, breakup time right there. And, we're, we're there. And you're basically hiring a friend with the con- with the condition that we're just you're disposable because things are going to get rocky. Yes. And I'm willing to cut you loose, but first <laughs> I need your notice. help. I need your help for a few months. <laughs> but first I need your help. Yeah, a lot of women don't speak to their maids of honor anymore. I know at least two women in my life who don't. And they're older obviously, but it's just like yeah, this is It's like prime... a sacrificial lamb. Oh my god. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. This is prime time for that friendship to just burn to the ground. I was half expecting mm. them to not end up friends at the end. Spoiler. <laughs> right. I mean, I, I I think that that could have been a more interesting route, which was, and I think kind of very modern, is if they ended it and they were they looked at each other and said, you know what? We actually have nothing in common. This isn't working anymore. It, yeah. And I appreciate the translucent blouse. But I'm good. Thank you for like the I... designer translucent <laughs> see-through blouse. Okay, wait. I that was my favorite line in the movie because it it truly made no sense, and I think it could only have worked if they were thinking of different people in mind. But when Anne Hathaway, when when Kate Hudson says to Anne Hathaway, "Oh, I, it just hangs in my closet. It doesn't hang on me," and Anne Hathaway like looks at the label, and goes, "Of course it hangs in your closet. It's my size." My size. <laughs> I was like. You guys are literally the same size. The same size. The fact that they were portraying Kate Hudson as like as so they small. would say, right? But they but they were then building oh, up an Kate Hudson as being bigger. <laughs> That's the so language right. in the movie. But I from know, Jump, know, they were portraying her as bigger than Anne Hathaway, and like a Snickers bar away from from never fitting into any wedding dress. No, I know that. I felt that was like the most offensive thing about this movie. And then also, they would cut to the two of them running and they turned side by side and they both disappeared. Like yeah, they were both, both the very same. tiny, tiny. 
their cross sections are a, a piece of paper. So funny. So, <laughs> so funny thin. to me. Yeah, I didn't like that, especially because, you know, Kate Hudson has always been thin. Yeah. Um, that's I'm saying this was written for June and Casey. They wrote it for themselves. Right. The, like it felt like an inside joke. Right? It was. Something this was an inside would, joke. Right. Not not something that you I think when you slap it on strangers, it's like if if I were to insult you and then I, I found a stranger on the street and I said, now now you just say what I just said to her. Yeah, no. It would be weird. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, I, I like to say all the time, like, movies are hard to get made. They're miracles. Like, I don't want to dump unnecessarily. I think this movie was written at a different mm-hmm. time for two yeah. different people. And then, okay, very star vehicle of us. It's yeah. amazing that they slapped the two hugest stars at the time on it. And it yeah. just, we couldn't make it That's the power of David's bridal. It's I the feel like power they found of this, big bridal. I think they found this, like, in a trash can outside yeah. of a David's bridal and the store clerk was like this is it I'm gonna I'm gonna run this up the management line and we're gonna this is our way to, to what if, drum up drum what if the up movie business. was funded by Vera Vera Wang she just like donates all the gals and that's what I was thinking I was like is there an angle where this works for Vera Wang mm. and I guess so right in the sense that it it puts her on a pedestal she's the only designer named um, Actually, yes. And at the time, that messaging was totally kind cool. Of subversive, right? <laughs> at the time, that messaging was spot on. Um, and I would yeah. have bought into it. I would have been like, oh my God, you're right. You don't well, alter I think Vera. What she's also saying is correct, right? I mean, let's rephrase what Vera Wang's sales associate is saying. What she's saying is like, buy the right size. Yeah. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> Get the measurements right the first time. Right? Measure twice, cut once. That's uh-huh. basically what they're saying. And then just like, stay the same size for the next three months. How hard But that's how all clothes work. Exactly. So this is fine. I'm fine right? with this. Because like, as you don't, someone... You don't buy clothes and then say, oh, no matter what, no matter what my weight is, these, this pant, these pants better fit. Yeah. That doesn't really work. No. I mean, I've been in a bunch of weddings this last year. And same thing. I bought the dress like four months out, got the size that fits me. And I was just like, okay, now I just can't. I can't lose 80 pounds. Like, duh. Right. <laughs> just buy the right size. So the messaging could just okay, be boiled so, down so to buy the right fine. size. Actually, no problems with Vera Wang. I have no problems with Vera Wang in this movie. No problems with no, it. No, I have a little problem with Kate Hudson. <laughs> well, okay. So, like, they're at June's wedding. We, we, we start to learn that they have the same wedding goal as having their wedding yeah. at the plaza in June. Classic montage opening, which we love in A Star Vehicle. Yeah. The photo montage was kind of weird. They were like these 3D photos. It was interesting. I was like, huh? But yeah. I mean, such a really, that's like an, a really odd goal to have as a child. I mean, to uh, not to want to get married, that's fine. But to want to get married at the plaza in June. It's, it's 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 like okay whose mom was venting to them late at night that they wish they had that that's wedding? what i'm because saying you don't just stumble upon that without internet access <laughs> was, so like their their moms took them to the plaza in june and they like right. sort of see this wedding there and it kind of imprints on their brain and they're like june at the plaza like they can't get right. it out of their heads you know what i'll cop to it like i i can see that imprinting thing happening yeah, um, a formative experience. A formative and experience. And that's in line with what we've talked about with some of these other movies. It's it's like y- these characters, you have one formative experience. Just one. And it and leads your it. whole life. <laughs> yeah. For an 80, the next 80 minutes. So they start from the same point, which is that. But, but what we learn is they've diverged career-wise because Kate mm-hmm. Hudson is an attorney. Yes. Um, the same way with Sandra Bullock. We don't see her doing a whole lot of legal work. Nope. <laughs> 
just she just presents just the wrong arguing, briefs. Arguing, yeah. Kate Hudson's be, shorthand. Be difficult. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Her shorthand as a star is like she's a little difficult. I don't mean her Kate Hudson. I mean like the characters she plays are these like yeah. loosey goosey difficult women. So like it works. I'm like, yeah, you're a bad bitch lawyer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Anne is like a people pleasing pushover. Teacher. Teacher. <laughs> you Which don't have I, a husband. You don't have a husband. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so they've they've diverged, but they, they still have the same goals. Um of June being, wedding at the plaza. Right. Gotta be expensive. Gotta be expensive. Right. And then at the end of June's wedding, when she tossed the bouquet, like Candace Bergen is doing the voiceover. The narration. Yeah. And and she she ends it by being like when when she tosses the bouquet, she's like, if I would have been there, I could have told these girls exactly what was coming. What was going to happen. And I'm like, okay, this is a problem. They should have cut that line because what it's doing is it's setting up a promise they can't fulfill. Like they're setting up very high expectations of physical violence and it doesn't come through. Nope, nope. I thought they were taking such pains to sort of try to paint Anne Hathaway as a little bit of the aggressor because for the next eighty minutes we're gonna watch Liv, we're gonna watch Liv Kate Hudson's character kind of be like the pushy one. <laughs> so they were really trying to make they were trying to even out the playing field. I think. I yes, I agree. The way that Anne Hathaway is conducting herself with the wedding was not really in line with her character in the rest of the movie. No. She's being a little snooty, which, <laughs> you know. It's a hard family, balance for those two. If I, I was at the wedding and I overheard these two women talking, I would have walked up to them and said, you're being very disrespectful. I know. I know. I think June, <laughs> Diane, the woman whose wedding they're making fun of, I think she played it really well, like the drunk, the drunk oh, bride I, who's about to get divorced did. anyway. So it was like the stakes on that wedding couldn't have been lower. Like she's that's not gonna last. Yeah, and it's I funny. Like it was comedic. June's wedding. I like. Oh, sorry. No, her her um her drunk acting. I thought it was very good. Her drunk acting is um, very funny. She really nailed that. And June is like the comedic. I think everyone at home needs to know we love Casey and June. By the way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're obsessed with them. We think they're so funny. And I want this movie with them too in it instead. Yeah, I, I think, think it would have been sloppier. I think they can remake it in a way that's again that carries an R rating. And yeah, I think there's they could have really pushed it into a realm where it it's it's not as realistic and been a little bit more fantastical. <laughs> yeah, right. Like I think there could have been a lot of more ground for having fun, but. And mm-hmm. given us the bodies in the street that we were promised that we were from, from the title, from the title war. Um, okay, so after June's wedding, they are going through their lives, and then we find out that Kate Hudson thinks she's about to get proposed to because they find a ring in her closet. They find the Tiffany box the in t- a sweater. Ugh. And then they. <laughs> you don't like Tiffany? Um, Tiffany no, and Co. I mean, cover your ears. It's fine, but it's it's not know, Cartier. I, no, but it's like it's it's fine for them, and I get it. Like I I you know something blue that was very important to them, so they 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 freak out and but before Kate Hudson's whatever boyfriend can actually propose to her, she throws a party celebrating. Her I engagement. thought that was so funny. The mo- the beginning of this movie is like which I liked. I liked the beginning of this movie scenes. is strong with the lols for me. Like she's not yet proposed to but she throws like a party an event 
Yeah. Um, her brother comes through. He's like, congrats. And she's like, actually, he hasn't done it yet. And it she works. She was hugging her brother, movie brother, a little... I know. I, oh, weird. There was something a little... There was a vibe between them. There was a vibe and a history between them. Um, didn't love. Didn't um, love. Kate Hudson's shorthand in this movie is very much like... It's very Cameron Diaz. Like, yeah. throw it, the party I, before you got the ring sort of deal. Loved that. I agree. And I just wish they could have cranked it up to 100. Yeah. And, and made it a little bit more fun. Like, let her get super wasted at the party and do something funny. Um, but instead, we got to mellow it out because Anne Hathaway is kind of in her feelings about it. And she, like, goes outside. And I was really relating to Anne Hathaway in this movie, by the way. I'm the people pleaser. Okay. Kate Hudson I mean, makes her be the groom when their kids fucked up, but I always, I always had to be the groom. Always. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't going to stand a chance fighting for the wife. Like, never. Right. Um, I'm the boy. Yeah. But before, but before uh, Kate can actually get proposed to and, you know, after her fake engagement party, Anne Hathaway actually, actually gets proposed, gets proposed to. <laughs> and a fortune cookie, no less. Yeah. Chris Pratt on the couch. Um, if I, if 50 years from now I'm sitting on the couch eating Chinese food, that'll be enough for me. And I think they were trying to paint him as not yeah. her speed, but mm-hmm. some that didn't translate because somehow he was exactly yeah. her speed. Right. And this is where the movie didn't work for me was that, cause I, I agree from this scene. I think what we're supposed to infer is that he's wrong for her. Yeah. But as soon as he said that, I said, Oh, this, this is nice. nice because he, <laughs> they have the same interests. No, I know. So I, I I, truly didn't understand that they were trying to tell us that he was the wrong guy for her. I know. But... It did, something in the performance didn't translate or in the script. And like, I'm going to blame the director at this point. Get the performance. I, there should have been some sort of signal from her face when he said that of like, kind of like, oh, okay, like I'm going to power through that. But it was. Yeah. Or like right beforehand, she needs to be talking about Bali. And right. he needs to be like, babe you know, I just like to sit here with you. And then we need to see it on her face that she's like disappointed, you know? Yeah. Or somehow vocalize that when she gets married, she wants to have a different life. Cause he was very much saying like, I want to keep things how they are. Yeah. And she was like, um, of course, same. Yes, I agree. <laughs> it was weird. Um, yeah. And then she communicates her engagement to Kate Hudson, um, who, you know, she she feigns happiness, but oh, she's uh, pissed. <laughs> she's not happy. Live as Kate Kate Hudson has live pissed. Color, cut, clarity, clarity, carrot, almost, almost, <laughs> almost, almost one, <laughs> almost one. That was she goes more than he can afford. I'm sure. <laughs> That's yeah. great. That's so good. The lines are pretty funny. Yeah, and then by the next day, when they're running together she finds out that or kate hudson finds out that anne hathaway already has an appointment that day with their that friday wedding oh that friday with the dream wedding planner and she's dream wedding planner she cannot let anne like outdo her on this one no 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 no. yeah this is the last this is um yeah i'm trying to this is the the final battle battle. this is the first battle oh this is the first battle (laughs) Got this it. This is the beginning of the war. It is. Okay, so what's a good first battle? <laughs> um, Lexington and Concord. <laughs> okay, I have no idea. No um, zero things about war. Okay. 
Um, so I should I should not be watching this movie. No, it's for yeah, it's for it's for experts people. only. Yeah, <laughs> this is yeah yeah yeah. Um, so, so then Kate Hudson runs away. She takes matters into her own hands. She's mm-hmm. like, let's go, and she shows yeah. up at her like boyfriend's work, yeah. and she's like, I found the box. What the hell are you waiting for? Yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh, my God. And wait, he he doesn't have very nice things to say about her, but he says it in a very nice way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so funny. I didn't write it down. Damn it. She finds the box. She, like, comes at him at the office, and he's like, you are the most, like, he says a mean word. Oh, well, he calls yeah. her obnoxious. He says, you're obnoxious. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, basically, he says, like, I would expect nothing less from you than to have found this and come here and demand that you yeah. propose to me. And then when he does, when he does propose to her, she goes, oh my gosh, this is so unexpected. Oh my God, thank you. <laughs> she sells it. It's very funny. Sells it. But um, I guess in a similar way that they're painting or that I felt like they were painting Anne Hathaway and that other guy to be in a good relationship. Yeah, they it were. It seems like they're painting these two as perhaps being in a more toxic relationship. That's what I thought. So I it guess turns out the trying, opposite is I true. I guess they're trying to do a little switcheroo on the audience. Um, but you can't help but look at these two and be like, oh, like she just wants to get married to get married. To get married. And Hathaway wants to get married because she's in love. For with true love. Her. Right. That's what so, they're building, right? I'm not insane. Right. So I can understand, right? Like you want to start with one expectation and then switch it. But it yeah. was it's weird because when does it switch? I, when does it's like, it switch? I truly have no idea. <laughs> and, it, and I think what unfortunately happens is it doesn't switch until the wedding day with Anne Hathaway. And then yeah. when she gives her speech, it makes no sense. <laughs> I know. It didn't make any sense to me at all. The only thing that like kind of leads you to it is when she's putting the tie on the hot brother. And they're yeah. getting very close. Yeah. That I guess that was the switcheroo. I guess that was the moment. But I just That's needed her... way more. Right. But I will say, okay, so so now at this point, both the ladies are dead. Oh, sorry, are. Did you say dead? No, because that's my next thought. Are both you okay? The lady, both the ladies are engaged and they go. You really to, wanted a war film. <laughs> Jesus they go to They go to the wedding planner. They go to Candace Bergen's townhouse. An yeah. insane home to own as a wedding planner. Oh um, my God, I know. I'm like, damn, the industry is really suffering these days. Yeah, so they they go to Candace Bergen, and then Candace Bergen, I think, finally helped me understand the movie a little bit better, because the first thing she says to these women is, she goes, you guys, you are both dead. You are both dead, and you are about to become alive at your wedding day. God. You don't remember that? No, she says that. That's her... Yeah, she says she, like you guys are, you are sure? dead, and yeah, she's saying like when women men, women are dead their whole lives until they get married, and then they become alive. Ah, uh, yes. And when I, I am and property. I was like, oh, this yeah, like this now this makes more sense. Like mm. these, if you see this as a ghost story where it's like these two <laughs> souls are kind of floating around. Then it starts to make a little bit more sense. They're dead until they become alive on that yeah, last Yeah, and that's why they frame. need to get married so that they can become alive. Ah, you know, you really brought it home for me. Thank mm-hmm. you. 
I I didn't do anything. That's what was in the movie. I, but, I will say to that point, Candace Bergen mm-hmm. is like the voice of God in this movie. She's narrating like the exactly, whole movie. Exactly, right? She kinds of picks and chooses who becomes alive. Yeah, and right before this, she's like, they came to my townhouse that one fine Friday, like unbeknownst to them. And I'm like, is this a book? Is this like a book post-mortem? Like what is going okay, on? Okay, thank you for saying that because the, the thought that I had the first time I watched the movie is I thought, oh... They're going to kill her or she's going to die, right? <laughs> yeah, like, like someone's speaking post-death, yes. right? And I was like, not that they're going to like From the know, stab her to death or do something really violent, but I, I could see a way where perhaps Candace Bergen could die. I mean, we've seen her, I think, get blown up in miscongeniality <laughs> or whatever. She's a good so villain. It, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be beyond the pale for her to be accidentally killed in a movie. Yeah. So... And it being Candace Bergen in general, make her the villain. Fun. Fun choice. They didn't do that. Yeah. Make her the villain. And, uh, well, I think like we were saying earlier, it would have been the perfect, she would have been the perfect go-between between the two characters. And we I see her so. do it a little bit. Agree. But not enough to, like, would have been what would have been interesting is if as the go-between, she used the two weddings against each other to kind of up their budget and like sink these two ladies into debt with her for the rest of their lives. Yeah, make her the villain so that way we can still love the two leads. And then and we, we don't... find out then we find what? out that her secretaries are all the brides who are working off their debts and they, they have oh. to work and they're not allowed to leave the townhouse. It's like indentured servitude. Yeah. They're not allowed to leave until they pay off their debts. That's cool. Because what, what Candace Bergen does <laughs> yeah, actually really cool. do. No, that's really good. I, I was just thinking about the next thing I wanted to say, which is really rude of me. But mm-hmm. instead of Candace Bergen being the villain, she just pins it on the secretary. And mm. she's like, oh, don't be asking me for a referral. Another sacrificial lamb. And I'm just like, no, make you're right. Make one of the secretaries like an ex-bride who's still paying off her debts. Funny. Yeah, well, what's interesting with the secretary being fired because she misses up mix, misses, mixes up the dates is that she really she really convinces these two brides that the buck does not stop with her and then it stops with the secretary. Yeah. <laughs> like if I was the bride, I'd have been like, okay, great. Thank you for finding your secretary, but you still need to fix the it. error. The yeah. way that they leave that being like, oh, that was that that falls squarely on that poor secretary's shoulders. I know. Rude. I could not believe they got the Candace Bergen got away with that. It's like a working class woman who like can't feed her kid now. <laughs> like, no, bye. they fire this woman and then they threaten her with physical violence. I know. Because she messed up the dates. But anyway, they're at their first consultation together. Mm-hmm. And one thing that was missing that we do get in four weddings was was price. Like, how much is this costing? I what know. are we what are we looking at here? Mm-hmm. Um, because economically think, speaking, we've already said they are very far off. Very far off. And and uh, it would have been a great cameo for like Susie Orman or something in a Can I Afford It segment because Anne Hathaway cannot afford this. No, but she's been saving since she's 16. So we're like, and that's a problem. Can. That <laughs> is a problem. <laughs> that's a down payment. That's not what you spend your. Like, what sacrifices have you made for this mm-hmm. wedding <laughs> thus far? And hers goes to it's... waste at the end, by the way. Spoiler. True. She spent all that money on nothing. On nothing. <laughs> mm. But yeah, they're. they're this scene truly yeah. made me like laugh out loud because mm-hmm. they just so happen. She says it too. She goes, if you went anywhere else, this would be impossible. But because you've come to me, I have mm-hmm. three dates. June at the plaza. 
seemed like a lot. And I was like, that is too many dates. And it's three months out. There's four Saturdays in June. So that means there's only one booking. She's 75% of the June dates just open. Still available three months out. Three months out. And that's the point in this, in my notes where I wrote, can you plan a wedding in three months? Because I don't think so. You, you cannot plan a wedding at, at, a, at an establishment like the plaza in three, in three months. months. No. Which no is why the central conflict didn't make any sense to me because <laughs> what's the problem of someone just getting married a year after? Because that's a normal timeline to get married a year. I know. The it thing didn't make any what sense. would need to happen is a time jump in the movie because movies need condensed timelines, time timelines. You need that like ticking time bomb element. So like they Which wanted I wish to, we had a literal bomb. A literal bomb, like Miss Congeniality, <laughs> take notes. <laughs> yeah. But like movies need that time pressure. So I see yeah. what they were doing. They were like three mm-hmm. months is a great time pressure. And then they fast forward even more. And then it says like three weeks out. But it's yeah. just like we needed yes, we have a date next year at June, three hundred and sixty five days later. Uh oh. Mm problem Mm. we have booked both of you for the same day Mm. accidentally okay that i like that approach because (laughs) no here's more sense it makes more sense and then i think it gives you a bigger reason as to why you would be inflexible with moving your date like yeah, because you've already set a year. everything up. Yes. Right. Yes, that's good. That's very Vendors, good, Vendors, food, like everything yes. has been photographer. So it's like now it's actually a big deal. Yeah. Because then I think it gives reason to be, to really want to stand firm in your ground. Mm-hmm. Um, they basically got a date on, let's just say a Friday. And then by Monday morning, they realized one of them would have to change their dates which doesn't seem like a problem. <laughs> no, I know, but it is a big problem because we've built up the fact that it has to be June at the plaza. Right. So but the thing about the someone thing about has the to give up the plaza. The thing about the calendar is that it repeats every year. So we have June every year. Every year. But no, so Candace Bergen's character does say that. She goes, I have another date um, at the yeah. plaza in June, three years from now. Okay, you're right. Thank you for, thank you for grounding me in the- You watched this twice? I'm shocked. Pay attention. Three years from now, I forgot about that actually. Yeah, so okay, Candace's so she has character three does dates say that. in in three months, or she has one date three, three years, years from now. Okay, got it. Shocking. Okay, that makes more sense. <laughs> okay, so like another rewrite. Candace Bergen. Thank you for thank you for fleshing that out. Candace Bergen is like in some sort of like mob, and she is like paying off people left, right, center. Mm. Yeah, like how and, does she have these dates? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, make her more of like a mob boss. Like, show me funny. Like Marissa Tomei then as because like what, the wedding what, planner. What, what you know were what then right? Because then what we're supposed to assume is that she has these three days on hold, which means the plaza is relying on her exclusively to book those dates. Otherwise, no one makes any money. Yeah. Otherwise, those Weird. three those those three Saturdays in June just just become um, brunch. <laughs> become brunch, or she's like a snake oil saleswoman, and the dates actually don't exist, which is probably a better plot point than having that secretary double book everybody right split like, that then we find room. out then we find out that candy bergen lies like it's all it's all lies it's like she doesn't actually have dates at the plaza she's just selling them yeah garbage and then they show up and there's there's nothing there and then because... she leaves the country yes <laughs> yes you calling it. her candy bergman has been my favorite well, I think we know her. Like, I think we know her at this point. But um, anyway, oh my they, god, they leave. 
they leave and then they are excited with their dates. But then we find out that they don't get their dates. They physically harass the the woman the who, secretary who quits, yeah. resigns, forced out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this is the part like I was alluding to earlier that I really still don't understand because then what happens is the two women are like, oh, one of us will have to change our date. One of us will have to change our date. Yeah, someone will just have to change their date. One of us will change our date. And then... There's That's this talk. verbatim what happened, actually. That's kind of the dialogue. That's the dialogue. And, and then um, what I'm still lost on is how they still ended up both having their wedding on the same date. So Casey Wilson, the other bride, right. gets end of June. She gets June 27th. Right. Um, they accidentally get double booked for the same day, June 6th. And no right. one is willing to concede. So they but, go but through so the movie they, with the so same date. Can, okay, so I guess I misunderstood it. So they were saying that your double book, which means you can still both have your weddings yeah, on that day. On June 6th. Got it. Okay, yeah. I didn't understand. I thought, yeah. okay, so their problem was that they were saying one of us needs to cancel because the other one needs to attend the other person's wedding. Yeah. They're like, I want you at my wedding. I want you at my wedding. They're still doing the sisterhood thing. You're my, you're my maid of honor. Okay. That's not really a problem either. Okay. So got no, it. No, I know. I'm like, okay. I'm like, walk across the hall. Yeah. Walk across the hall or have like a joint reception. Right. Yeah. I mean, there, that was a consideration. They're like, I, so I know that was floated at one point. This is when Fletch, Chris Pratt is like telling Anne Hathaway, you're the Paula. Like you're of Randy Simon Paula. You're the nice one. You're the Paula. Mm. And something snaps in Anne Hathaway. She's like, Mm-mm-mm. like I'm no mm-hmm. longer the Paula. Yeah. And she's like, I'm not going to just concede. And I'm like, thank God, because I really related to that character. I was like, please don't concede. And um, well, I think this was a sign, another sign yet again they from the friends. heavens saying that she can't afford the wedding. <laughs> also and true. that's okay. That's okay. It's okay, honey. Mm. Yeah. Anne had been saving up. But anyway, this is um, – I, I found the most fun of this movie, again yeah. – most fun mm-hmm. when they are not against each other, when they are both banded together against this third party. Because I thought yeah. it was really funny when they accost Casey Wilson in like Bed Bath and Beyond. Yeah. And they're like, change your date. Bl- change your date. But yeah, yeah, yeah. You can, where was it? Bloomingdale's. Bloomingdale's. <laughs> they said Bed Bath and Beyond. That's Anne <laughs> Hathaway's every, budget. That's her everyone budget. Gets re- everyone can have a registry. But, Seriously. Um, so that was super funny to me. I'm just like, I kept wanting to find ways for them to band together against something else. Yeah. Right, like if you're not going to go full violent, then find a way to keep the two characters together, like mm-hmm. fighting against evil forces outside of their friendship, which I think is fun too. Yeah. So the rest of the movie is built on a mis like communication because the boyfriends, the fiancés talk. Yeah. And he's like, "Oh, Liv is doing her save the dates." Yeah. Which isn't true. Liv is just looking at the paper. Right. right. Uh, Fletcher, Chris Pratt, tells Anne Hathaway, and that's when yeah. Anne snaps, and she sends mm-hmm. a very funny email with a right. lot of typos. A lot of typos. Save the date, June 6th at the plaza. I'm get married, she says. <laughs> it was funny. And then she sends it off, yeah. and at their joint engagement party, that would have been prime opportunity for blood, bloodbath. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. For, first war, like first, first physical war, battle. First real attack. 
yes, would have been cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, so this whole movie is Chris Pratt's fault for he, just he, relaying he, the wrong information. You're right, because at that point in the movie, both of the characters, or at least Anne Hathaway, is ready to concede and just say, I really don't care anymore. Like, she can have the date. Like, I'm just going to call her. Yeah. And he is the one that mm-hmm. that really ups it, which is funny because he's always calling the other guy and being like, these two women are nuts. <laughs> they haven't talked in two months, which is a century in girl years. <laughs> Not wrong. <laughs> Not wrong. Not wrong. <laughs> um, I'm there. And so after that, after that point is when they start they start doing, unfortunately, they start doing their pranks on each other. Yeah. And I can only call them pranks because that's really that's all, they all they are. are. That's all they are. It's little petty pranks. And this is this is the bulk of the movie. <laughs> I know. So like this is what we would call the fun and games now, fun and game section. It's just it's just like g- games. That's how I would call it. Games? Games? Do you guys hear the question mark at home? Question mark? Do you guys hear it? Um, I hope you hear it. I mean, some of the games include uh, giving Anne a really bad spray tan, which is her fault anyway. You don't get a spray tan like that that close to your wedding. No, I know. Um, yeah, you got to do a trial too. Like you dying, dying Kate Hudson's hair the wrong color. Were you um, obsessed with the fact that it seemed really easy to sneak places that you shouldn't be in a trench coat and sunglasses and just swap out products? Swap out products. <laughs> like you could I kill mean, somebody. You could kill. That's what you I'm could saying. Literally like, kill someone. There were opportunities to. <laughs> To to right like if we're gonna if we're gonna get people in positions where they can inflict serious bodily harm, <laughs> then do it. Don't just don't just drive up like cross the line. Like let's see something crazy. Like let's, uh, I mean, giving giving Kate Hudson blue hair that she can wash out at a certain point. I know, not that threatening. Giving Anne Hathaway a spray tan that could be washed off, <laughs> not that threatening. Both can be scrubbed off. I mean, buzz her hair. Like, do something that that will actually, that will actually be a problem. Do irreparable, irreparable, irreparable. Do irreparable harm. There you go. There you go. Break a limb. Have her walk down the aisle in a cast. Yeah, break a leg. So it's like um, something like that. But I mean, we go from like prank to prank to prank. Another prank is that Anne Hathaway. Has been sending Kate Hudson sweets and treats. Sweets. Yeah. I'm like, the body shaming in this movie is a 10 out of 10. Well, uh, that cookie lollipop basket looked really good. So mm. I don't blame her for that. Yum, yum, I would have definitely had my way with that cookie basket. And this is where I'll say if Casey Wilson is live, which I think she wrote it for herself, this makes sense. Because Casey Wilson was like completely shut out of the industry because of her body at one point. Mm. And then she right. says, and I read her book, she says that she had to lose weight to kind of get roles on TV. I works see. kate hudson who's always been hot <laughs> well that's the thing is that up. if you're going to do a scene or do a montage right where a character ostensibly is supposed to be gaining a lot of weight let her and gain then the, the weight char- right Show let me. her gain the weight because she looks exactly the same yeah in the scene where she's supposed to be overweight it's yeah. very bizarre she just can't <laughs> zip the dress up fully and she's like oh my god yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to point out at the engagement party, I, this movie, if anything, has really good lines. And she goes, your wedding better watch it. <laughs> and then the, I, some, I think Anne Hathaway goes, 
my wedding's gonna be huge just like your ass at prom oh yeah i saw i was like what, what? And, well well what? in those moments right you're you're cons- you're 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 reminded of the fact that you were correct from the beginning they are not friends they're not if friends you, if you're sitting on that like and willing to just like throw it out at a moment's notice you don't like that girl no, this is a friendship breakup movie. This is the movie where they both mm-hmm. realize they are very different people. Right. And that's okay. But and before we do fine. that, we're going to burn each other to the ground. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. So <sighs> it's bad. And like, we're inching closer and closer to the day of the wedding. And mm-hmm. as we do so, the runtime of the movie is rapidly approaching. And you're just like, what the hell? I'm like, I mean, where are we? Worth mentioning, um, they both have to cast different maids of honor. So <laughs> was, Kate Hudson has was... to cast her friend or like her coworker. So she's paying him. She's paying him. Which it should she... be a paid position. So I'm kind of on board with that. That was funny. My favorite scene in the movie was for sure when Anne Hathaway has to ask Kirsten to be her. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, and Kirsten like, this is, this is, you know, going to be a big strain on me. Like I'm, I, I'm going to, I don't know how I'm going to do it. I'm going to need Hathaway's a lot of like, help. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And, and Anne Hathaway's like, what is the bride if not there to support the support the maid of honor? <laughs> That's how she convinces her. I'm it here for really... you, babe. And you know what I actually liked, or uh, what I appreciated, is that Deb was more of a friend to Anne Hathaway than Kate Hudson ever was. Oh, I know. Kate was going to make it about herself. Well, Deb was the one who was like, um, "Don't you see what's going on? She's doing this to you. Like, you need to wake up." Remember, she's dead, and you need to. You're not born. You need yet. to yeah. like see what's going on. Like this girl is not your friend, and I appreciated that. Deb was the only real one in this whole movie. Let's face it. But we get some more fun and games, more pranks, a lot of trench coat action. It's very weird for 2009. I'm just like this feels very like 1990s. It's super weird. Yeah. Um, they sabotaged. Uh, Kate Hudson sabotages Anne Hathaway's dance lesson, and we get like a cameo from Paul Shear. Paul Shear, I mean, yeah, another also one of their weird. one of their fabulous pranks, which is that they <laughs> um, they hire they hire a rogue dance instructor to tire them out before their actual dance before lesson. Before their actual lesson, which it's like, I who cares? It was just so weird. I was like, drink a Gatorade and get back up. It's not that hard. <laughs> You're you run eight miles a day in Central Park, but this is gonna do it for you. But like tap 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 for twenty minutes, and we're <laughs> we're out. So. Again, it's like I was looking for like the beginning of Superstar where like Molly Shannon's parents die on the dance floor because the music <laughs> is so fast that they, they trip and they all they die. Like something superstar. Like something like that. But um Yeah. And then Deb is going to this is the only other thing I wrote down and then we can move on. Deb goes to like a tasting with Anne Hathaway and mm-hmm. she goes, Did you try the peanut grigia? Yeah. Grigio. <laughs> Oh, right, for the wine. Grigio. She calls it Grigio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was so funny. And I'm then like, Deb, was like, you know what that is. You're drinking it Anne, every night. Anne Hathaway was like embarrassed to introduce Deb to Candy Bergen. And I was yeah. like, Anne, enough. Like, enough, girl. I, 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 I'd rather watch her. So like, <laughs> let's let's leave let's leave Deb alone. Um, poor girl. She's poor just girl. Fine. But I mean, so now we're like basically crashing into the wedding because it's like then it like to your point, it's like all of a sudden we get this this flash on the screen that's like one week to the wedding. Yeah. And Candy Bergen is like in her narration, she's like, This is the make it or break it week. I expect my brides to be in top tier shape for this week. And we I know, find was out. Was she writing a handbook? Like what is still going I still don't know what's going on. 
Right. I'm like, is she in prison? Is she, where is she that she's writing this, this tomb? But, um, we, this was supposed to be the big scene, by the way. I don't know if this is where you're going, but the bachelorette night. Yeah. I mean, okay. okay, Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you lead us in, lead us into this really, really fun scene. (laughs) To your point, it was like bloodbath. Like we are expecting Mm -hmm. a bang and this is it. It's go time. Mm -hmm. Candy Bergen says like, we have a week left, tip top shape. Yeah. Like, they're really building it out to be like, this is about to be like the big battle. And it's The Bachelor at Night. Somehow, Kate Hudson gets all the bridesmaids. They like, they all are out for her. And Anne crashes. And it's like at a strip club or like a bar that has a pole. I'm very confused. But that is supposed to be the big war. That's the promise of the premise Bride Wars. Right. And because Anne shows up and she's like, there's another bride here tonight. Woo. And it's like, that is when they're supposed to kill each other. <laughs> right. Like, let's let's physically get into it on the dance floor. Yeah. Let's and like, didn't you s- feel like that was supposed to be it? <laughs> right. I mean, this is a scene where both the characters are 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 drinking. They are really angry it might be like the night before or the day before the wedding like it's it's it should be like right the wedding should be on the horizon they should be at their peak anger at this point yes and instead they do a dance-off where they're like 20 feet apart it's it's very bizarre and no one's dancing is markedly better than the others it's just no and just gets a little crazier she gets like a little bit more mm-hmm. into it and the Anne's camera angles are better leading us to believe yeah. that she's better and then the audience seems to really be going for Emma's performance Anne Hathaway's performance they're right. like she's they, they the also, bride who wins she wins they, oh she for sure wins the she dance wins. off and this is I guess supposed to help us understand that like Anne Hathaway is not this boring person she's this nut who likes to go to Mexico on spring break and act up Yep. So this is who she is. This is this is the Anne, real okay? Anne. Um, they could have given uh, what's her name, Kate Hudson, a crazier wig because to hide her weird blue hair. But oh, I mean, yeah, it looked wig. worse than her blue hair. Um, <laughs> the girl's trying too hard at this point. Take a seat. But 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 I, but this messaging that Anne Hathaway is sort of lying to us as to who she is and to her boyfriend about who she really is was really lost on me like I didn't understand that like I thought they were just saying like oh she's like turning up before her wedding which yeah I I think this movie just doesn't age like it doesn't pass the test of time because in 2009 I think we were more willing to be like we couldn't really separate the woman from her college years yeah It, it was like you're still that um, and I think that was right. the message. It's like in a mark of shame, right? Of yeah, like, it was shame. It was it keeping was sh- shame. They were trying to keep <laughs> shame right. on her. You're so right. that was yeah, the messaging yeah. then. Now it's very much like, yeah, so okay, that was like ten yeah. years ago. And like, okay, so I think you're right. Like we have to buy into this fact that you would be embarrassed if someone ever told somebody what you did in college. Yeah, I think it was okay, still it. tons of like shame for women <laughs> to have right, those right, like. Right. And the video is not even bad. <laughs> No, the video that she uses to 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 make her look terrible is is not humiliating. Like at she all. was just on spring break. I think yes, is it is it appropriate to play at a wedding? Maybe no. not, but it's not humiliating. It's not humiliating and it's like the audience in the crowd being like 
pissed off at Anne Hathaway instead of at the person who put the video up right. is weird to me. Like they were still like, Anne, you're a hoe. Right, right, right. And you don't deserve to get married. You have to you're, stay undead. Dead. Yeah. You have to stay in the beyond. <laughs> right. But um, okay, okay, so I think what's hard to talk about that bachelorette party night is that there's nothing that really happens, so it's sort of hard to like put a bow on the scene because there is no bow on the scene. <laughs> nothing. It happens. just ends, and <laughs> and like by audience by audience cheers, Anne wins. That's the and, purpose of the scene. Anne wins, and we're supposed to be like, oh, maybe there's more to this teacher than we think. You're like, I want to hand it to you for like really reaching and going for it because it's not clear. No. (laughs) I mean, it's it's certainly not clear when you watch it the first time. No, on the second time, you get it. And then I is it is it the weddings next? It must be, right? Like So then like there's just like a brief moment where Fletcher, Anne Hathaway's man, is like, Enough. You've turned into this like psycho that I don't even recognize anymore. I don't want to hear about about the bachelorette night and Anne's like you should have seen me I was great right which felt fine this was lost on me yeah and so like he kind of she was being annoying I'm just over here saying that (laughs) I hate when movies make like a fight seem it's super contrived it's like at this moment in time in the movie they know that they're supposed to be on the outs so they're like we have to give him a reason to be pissed off yeah. And we don't see her badgering. Like very – do you remember in Mean Girls when Regina's like, I have this theory. If you cut off Regina George's hair, she'll look like a British man. <laughs> and and Janice Ian and Damien go, yeah, you told us a hundred times. Right. I needed Chris Pratt's character to be like, you've been talking about this nonstop. Yeah. Instead, he just blows up at her in like right. a very vanilla way. Right. Right, and right, is right. like, you're not who I thought you were. And I'm like, yeah. what? <laughs> she still is. She's still the Paula. But again, still not clocking the fact that they're supposed to, we're supposed to be thinking, oh, these two shouldn't get married. No, I know. I was like, this is just like a normal little tiff. Like it wasn't yeah. big. But, um, okay. So you're And then right. she does help Kate Hudson's brother with his tux. Right. Right, right, right. And you're like, Ooh. Right. They bump into each other on the street and he's yeah. like, follow me. He's like, you're coming. You're coming with girlfriend. <laughs> Drags her to the tux shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, weird. So weird. Again, totally lost on me that there was a connection between the two of them. But I know. Okay. So um, now we're at the wedding day. Now we're at the wedding day, and we see that the two brides are sequestered in their in their two rooms. Two bridal um, suites. Two bridal suites, and the staff are working overtime to make sure the guests know which wedding they're supposed to be seated at. Yeah. Um, the bridesmaids are like, I'm going to Liv's... Um, Lives ceremony, but Emma's reception. More booze. More booze. More booze. Okay. Okay. Um, okay, June. Take a seat. And then, and then, Aunt, <laughs> this was like a weird detail, which I was like, I was like, okay, we totally forgot about this. But then Anne Hathaway's mom shows up and she's like, I'm here. And I'm like, okay, why was that? Why did she have to mention it in the beginning that her mom could not come until the wedding day? That was weird. I know. This is another thing that I think could have actually made the movie way more. And Kate Hudson's parents are dead, right? The movie could have been so much more endearing. If from frame one, we knew that Liv lost both of her parents. Right. So that would make June at the plaza really special for Liv. Because it was like the last time that her and her parent, like she remembers being with her mom. And Emma has parents. (laughs) But like it doesn't come out until the bitter end of this movie. Right. Right. And when it when her mom does arrive, I was just like, 
where have you been? Like we have like just We needed like, you. We needed you and Dad now you're here you. and, and now you're actually not helpful to us. So if you could just take your seat, we would we can go. Like, go to the audience where you belong. And then it was really funny because I guess what her mom is supposed to be is supposed to be like the kind of the um, wise voice because Anne goes, look at my dress. Do you see what I'm wearing? And she's, and she's like, like, oh my God, it's mine. And then Anne's like, aren't you proud of me? And her mom's like, honestly, you could have worn whatever you wanted. <laughs> and I was like. Ugh. You do you, girl. Doesn't matter to really, me. Yeah. I think we were supposed to go, oh my God, like these girls are so lost. They're so lost in the sauce. I They're know. Like, they, they don't get it. And then Anne Hathaway's father showing up to kind of represent that generation for Kate Hudson. He's like, look, you know, I want to come represent this generation. I know your parent, you you know, we wish your parents could have been here. Endearing, yeah. sweet, amazing, too late. Too little, too late. <laughs> too little, too late. And again, like, you look at the clock on the movie, there's like six minutes left. And I was like, <laughs> wow, I actually don't have time to associate with the parents right now. Like, I just need the movie to end. So I can't, I actually can't take the emotional work of these parents on. Like, just, like I said with her mom, just take- I'm not taking it on. Just take your seat, please. Take your Seriously. seat. <laughs> um, oh my goodness. So they, they're, they're getting ready for their weddings. And then I think Kate Hudson um, had initially planned for- um, this expose to happen for Anne Hathaway of her spring break footage to play as she's walking down the aisle. Yeah. Instead but, of like the highlights of Anne's relationship, it's going to be right. this like shameful, shameful spring break shameful. video. And then she has a change of heart and she's like, Oh my God, like I can't do that. So then she gives the, that guy, her um, maid of honor, her maid of honor, um, the correct footage. And it's like, Hey, like you need to go do this. You need to go like, yeah. Fix this. Switch back and, the DVDs. And he doesn't. <laughs> he goes, you'll thank me later. And he chucks it into a bouquet. <laughs> yeah. I guess what we're supposed to assume is like he thought she was putting something even worse in there. I don't know. But regardless, he's like. He got catty in that moment for me too. I was like, oh, he's playing the game too. He's like, I want to well, win. Right. And I was like, okay, now you have a voice? Like, no. Yeah, like, all of actually a sudden. Just do, just do what she says. Um, but unfortunately, You're like you said. You're being paid, he, sir. <laughs> Right, like you're being paid, just follow directions. And he, he, like you said, he tosses it away, and then the ladies start to walk down the aisle. Mm-hmm. And same exact time, because that's how it works. That's how it works. Um, yes, they are walking down the aisle, and then, like you said, Anne Hathaway is greeted with footage from her spring break being portrayed on the walls. Yeah, and she's like, <laughs> "This is like Miguel or whatever the guy's name is." And she's yeah, like yeah, hanging yeah. on him, and it's like, okay. Fine. It was yeah, it was very PG and you know, if I was at a wedding and this happened, I would have I would've been like, Oh, that's kind of funny. Like that's really funny to be like Yeah. Like you're you're playing this, like, okay, you do you. You're hilarious, so, girl. Funny. Yeah, you're fun. <laughs> She's quirky. She's quirky. And but Anne's had it. She's like <laughs> She's like, That's it. And I'm like, Okay, we have like literally four minutes left. Like she's gonna go murder her. She's going to physically kill her. She takes Kate out a Hudson. knife. It's a yeah, different movie. something, something. But no, she just runs into the other wedding venue, which is conveniently across the hall. <laughs> attack and mode. Attack mode and tackles her to the ground. Yeah, and this is a big trailer moment, by the way. Like this is the this is the moment that made me come to the theater. Yeah, I mean, this is the moment that made the rounds online. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is the viral moment, if you will, in two thousand nine. Yeah, and it just wasn't, it just didn't, 
it didn't deliver the violence that I was hoping they for. They wrestle to the ground. They shake yeah. up each other's hair. I mean, I'm kind of happy. Like, I don't want to rip that dress. I don't want to... Ma- that hair took hours. Like, I'm like, come mm-hmm. on. Yeah. And then they're like, oh my God. Like, what are we doing? We love each... We actually forgot we love each other. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we, we, we love Silly. each other. And we are... Um, and then Anne's like, I have a surprise. <laughs> I'm actually not going to get married today. Yeah. <laughs> Fletch, you don't want to marry me, boy. And he's like, you're right, girl. Well, right. <laughs> I mean, it's very, it's very easy for him to leave. Super casual. The, um, And totally ignoring the fact that like his whole family is in the other room. So it's like, I don't know how that went down, but Anne Hathaway does not go to deal with that. She just stays at this wedding. She's like, I'm here for, I'm here to, for my best friend Liv as your maid right. of honor. But Anne Hathaway's logic is, I'm not the same person you met 10 years ago. I'm like, I'm not this quiet person. I'm actually like the spring, (laughs) the spring break girl. But I was like, but that would have been the person he met 10 years ago. Again, a stretch. Like you're (laughs) a stretch. This is you actually reading between the lines. Like you're being an English teacher right now because it's not clear. Like none of this is clear. It's not clear, and like, not that I would, ever, not that I like people calling people crazy, especially men calling women crazy. Yeah, but, like, but if I the think it could have been okay if he just looked at him and like, "You're nuts," and he walked out. <laughs> or just like the situation. This is nuts. I'm out. And then you, like, I can't slam- believe I signed off on this for three months. You know. And then he, then you hear him walking into the other ceremony and just yelling out like, "I dodged a bullet with that one," and you hear them all like clap. <laughs> That'd be the fem- the feminism they were building in this movie. That would have worked. Like it would have tracked because it would have made sense. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what they yeah. were building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you you deserve this. I so, cannot believe the men come out unscathed in this. They're so innocent to these crazy you're, women. You're right because what? Yeah, because what she's uh, she's not assigning any of the blame onto Chris Pratt. She's just she's basically taking all the blame. Yeah, and saying she's this saying, is I went me. Nuts. Um. So yeah. then in one like little swoop like that, Chris Pratt is gone and now they're going to stay and enjoy Kate Hudson's wedding, which is going to go through. So if you were at the beginning thinking, thinking the opposite, you're wrong. <laughs> Kate Hudson's going to get married. Kill yourself because you're wrong. Because you're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. And Anna Hathaway stays in her wedding dress, which I thought was kind of fun um, yeah. for, the, for the ceremony. I can't I mean, believe Liv allowed that. I hope True. she went and got her mom. Oh, yeah. Her mom is there because she sees her dancing on the dance floor. I just was like putting myself in Anne Hathaway's mm-hmm. shoes. And I'm like, that's like really rough, actually. Like I, I, today is supposed to be my wedding day, but I'm at my best friend's wedding. But like all my friends and family are here across the hall. I spent all this across money. Right. I'm going to pay for this. It was a lot for me. Like it was a lot to take on. Yeah. And it's also like it's also OK to tell people in that moment and be like, you actually should be embarrassed with your behavior. Like you shouldn't be here. Because you should be embarrassed. Yeah. You should be sitting in a corner, embarrassed Atoning. with your actions. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But she's she's moved on. Because um, it, it's like the movie is just like saying like the power of friendship, female friendship. Yeah. I'm, I got your back no matter how shitty you were to me. I actually yeah. forgot I love you. And it's just like very weird. Yeah. Um, and then not only that, but we find out that Anne Hathaway is – She's already on the prowl looking for love, and there's already an instant connection between her and Kate Hudson's brother. Bro, bro. I would love a deleted scene, like, mm-hmm. between those two. Um, something from childhood could have been fun. 
where they like have their first kiss. Right, like a clue, a clue. A clue would have been fun. Let them play wedding and drag little brother in the room and say, you're the Mm. groom. And like Emma's like. two of them being like. (gasps) Yeah, and then have them both be kind of horrified by it. Mm. And him be like, ew, no. And her be like, ew, no. And then it's like, you may now kiss the bride. And they actually do have their first kiss at 10 years old. It's very very quick. It's like a peck. It's It's not It's like Sweet Home Alabama. It's very Sweet Home Alabama. (laughs) Where they kiss when they're like nine. But I think in Sweet Home Alabama, it was like full tongue. It was gross. (laughs) It was was so gross. They were like electrocuted at the same time. But um, So then, okay, we time jump after the wedding. How many months? A year? I think a year. Um, Yeah, it's something like that because within, and then we find out in that year, it's been a busy year because Anne Hathaway got married to Kate Hudson's brother. Kate Hudson's brother, Oliver Hudson. (laughs) Yeah, Oliver Hudson and her got married. (laughs) And what was really funny is that what they're like... I guess maybe they weren't implying this because they used the word vacation, but I thought what they meant to say yeah, honeymoon. Honeymoon. <laughs> Why did they say vacation? That was so Kate weird. Hudson was like, Kate Hudson's like, I, uh, like, they're celebrating that she just got married and then Anne Hathaway's come back into town. Yeah. And Kate Hudson's like, how, oh, I need to hear about your vacation. I and think. I was like, honeymoon. <laughs> I think it was a vacation I because so they were trying to say that um, if it was a honeymoon, it would have been too soon to be pregnant to be pregnant or to end to know you were pregnant which and to I, know I, I guess i understand but it just like there's some math was, involved because like they didn't really outright say at that point that she was married to him so it seemed like the only way to like really communicate that was to say that they were on their honeymoon but yeah. then she does say like oh you were you were oh, with my brother i don't want, mind. actually actually i don't want to hear about anything yeah um, she goes oh my god girl tell me about your vacation actually you know what never mind you married my brother that's disgusting <laughs> Yes. It's just like so funny. Yeah. It was like, okay. Um, All right. And then. So and they then actually Kate, become family. They become sisters. They, yeah. They're sisters. And now and then Kate Hudson's like, drink. Drink this drink this glass of wine. And Anne yeah. was like. Actually. Actually. I'm not drinking. I'm driving. Oh, I'm not drinking. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That would have been good. A fake out. Yeah. Oh, I have to drive. She's Cuts like, black. Yeah. Put us out of our misery. Like, we're done. And she's like, no. And then Kate Hudson's like, I'm not drinking either. So that means Kate Hudson's a liar there too. Yeah, kind of weird. She goes, tell me about your vacation. Actually, don't you fucking dare. And then she goes, have this drink. Actually, I'm not either. I'm not either. She's a fucking liar. It's weird. It's a weird weird flow to the conversation. (laughs) Would you do that? Um, no, I mean, like, it's like manipulative. I mean, like, yeah, or at least just like think what you want to say when you're seeing somebody for the first time in like a long time, just kind of like go through it in your mind. But, um, she and then we find like, out that ladies are both like, are you, are you, are you pregnant? Are you pregnant? When mm-hmm. are you due? When are you due? <gasps> yeah, and I now, think it was like March 3rd. They're both two on the same date, they're both two on the same date, and they pregnancy both wanna- wars. And yeah, they both want to deliver in the same pregnancy suite at the same hospital. And now they're going to fight it out pregnant. Yeah. What are some hospitals in New York City? Give me a name. Um, St. Luke's Roosevelt. They're like St. Luke's Roosevelt in winter. Yeah. Um, bri- 13th, pregnancy suite. 13th floor. 13th floor. <laughs> Eastern exposure. I like the morning light. I like the morning sun. <laughs> They're like, babe, you get what you get when you go into labor, you weirdo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
exactly. Um, and then it ends, and it's like, okay. I I literally said okay. Okay, got it. Good war. It. Good wars. Good war. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope the country was happy with that one. Yeah, I hope the country was happy. I was like, you want a war? It's we'll give it to it you. Here it is. <laughs> this movie, I felt like I wanted to Thanks put you for out the of recommendation. your recommendation. I know. I felt like I Again. had to. I wanted to put you out of our, your misery. Yesterday, when I texted you, I was like, "Do you want to do Brides Wars? Brad Wars?" Because I think we both ignored it last week. <laughs> like Friday um, rolled around last week, and I and I was like, "You know what? I'm not going to text." No, like, I, don't really I, I wasn't even making a joke. Like when I watched it the first time, <laughs> I really was dead. Like I really couldn't move. Like I was so. I was so stuck. I was I was like, wait, what did I watch? I must have missed a scene. Like I must have like I must not have I must not have understood it. It doesn't like, feel like a movie, like a feature length mm-hmm. film. No. Like not, not one like that you would go see in theaters. No, I know. And I think I did see this in theaters. I'm sure you did. I oh my God. Because I was like these two women's biggest fans at the time. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't remember what I felt about it, but yeah, I felt like I texted you yesterday and you're like, I don't have an angle. And I was like, me freaking neither. This was just so nothing. Yeah. 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 I agree. But you know, it's it, like we were saying before it's on HBO. I think that if you have an, you know, 83 minutes and you need something to put on in the background, mm-hmm. you know, throw it on and then go do other things. Yeah, and listen, just like listen in a little bit. Just listen, a little bit. And you'll be fine. You'll be totally fine. You'll be fine. And like I said, as a star vehicle, this just is really interesting to me because it got me to go. Like it 100% I paid for this movie. Yeah. So it's successful in its own right for that. I agree. uh, Well, I think it's one of those things that on paper it should work. Like on paper, this has everything that I would want. Yeah. Hudson, Hathaway. I can see the movie Prides. poster. They're facing off. Like, New York City. New York City. Third character. Third character. Candy Bergen. Candy Bergen. Like, like what? Like what is missing? And it's the war. It's war. Okay. I think this movie is missing J-Lo. Well, okay. Funny you say that because in my mind, when I just said war, like Jane Fonda flashed across my screen. And I was like, that's what we're missing. Like Jane Fonda's yes. energy in Monster-in-Law, which Monster was like, energy. those were good. We that. Those were good, like attacks that the, that Jane had for. Like Jane <laughs> slaps her in the face on and her wedding day. <laughs> and remember, she almost kills her with the. With the sauce, she almost the, the she allergy. smacks her head into the cake over and over again in her dream, which, by the way, I love that idea, which is like, give us the actual violence, but then let us then pull it out and be like, oh, that was just a dream. That could be cool, too. Yeah. Like some real, you're right, like just up the stakes, more up violence. Up the stakes. And like, yeah, like we don't need to permanently just figure Anne Hathaway before the wedding, but we could do a, a dream we sequence. We can do it in a dream. We can do it in a dream. Where they kill each other. <gasps> Where they kill each other. Um, so wow. yeah, I think I think it was missing kind of that monster-in-law danger, anger, danger. Yeah, very anger good and word. danger. Anger and danger. You're right. You're so right. <sighs> Bride Wars, two thousand nine. The war is over. I think I would have liked this movie if if literally if it was made in two thousand four. I would have been like, oh okay. <laughs> I get it. It's felt past its prime. No, I agree. It felt, yeah. you know, it felt 
it felt dated for 2009. Yeah. And now yeah. in 2023, it feels it feels distinctly earlier than 2009. Yeah. I've I asked you in during this pod, like, did you write down the year? Because I just keep forgetting that it's 2009. We were in and high I school. Keep, and I keep reminding you. And okay. you keep reminding me. Yeah. So put this yeah, on in the background when you're cleaning. The one-liners are pretty killer. <laughs> June Diane, cleaning. at one point, she's in bed and she lean, She just looks over at her husband and he's doing nothing. She goes, you're irritating me. <laughs> that was funny. funny. That was a funny, funny. Line. Um, Yeah. A lot of fat shaming. So trigger warning, you know, if you're still getting over that, maybe don't put on this movie. But other than that, throw it on, you know? Throw it on. Let us know what you think. Um, please rate, review, comment, find us on socials, you know, all the above. Don't, don't tag, don't tag David's bridal. We don't don't you dare, because that is alleged only. Alleged only. I don't need big bridal coming after me. We already have enough problems. We have enough problems with big tech and yeah. big pharma. I don't need big bridal. Yeah, and our like legal fund has been absolutely drained with Stephen's trip to Bali. Drained so by please. our latest research mission. <laughs> so please, and we do not have an LLC, so just don't tag David's bride. Yeah, so we're liable. It's just we're 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 ripe for <laughs> <laughs> we're ripe for like people coming Litigation. after us. Yeah. yeah, so just please, just please think before you tag. Yeah. Think- <laughs> Yeah, unless it's like that cookie bouquet, then tag, tag, tag. We'd love to get our mouths on those cookies. If flowers. you want to tag us in a Levain Bakery box, tag, tag away. Yeah, David's Bridal, don't tag. Don't tag. Exactly right. Exactly right. But David's Bridal, if you'd like Chanel to model for you, I will coordinate. Go through my agent, Stephen. <laughs> Veer Wing, don't tag. Don't no, tag. Don't tag. Because um, we think she wants to forget this one. We think this is her um, James Cameron true lies. Yeah, exactly. This we is think she's trying to bury lies. this one. Oh, for sure. <laughs> for oh sure. Oh, my God. Okay, well. Anyway. It was lovely talking to you, Stephen. Yeah, it was, it was a real pleasure. It was a real treat. It was a real treat. We'll let you recommend the next one, okay? Okay. All right, bye, Stephen. Bye, dead lady. Because you're not married. Okay. <laughs>